In this week's episode, we talk about Nintendo game pricing, polyamory, and all kinds of other stuff. Stay tuned. This week in our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This week in our collective heads This week in our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin, and my partner Patrick, who knows more about horror games than I will ever know. Also, found out this week, mm -hmm. I value widened electroshocks. What electroshocks? Specifically, yeah. I value ele whitened electroshocks. Whitened electric shocks. Electroshocks. Electroshocks. Is an anagram for This Week in Our Collective Heads. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? And you mentioned horror. Actually, your sister's been like, uh, is getting into horror. So oh, yeah. she's been like messaging me. She's like, okay, what's what's good right now? Has has she has she watched the the uh, Swedish vampire one? Um, I need to message that to her because I assumed that she that had. that one's so good. Uh, I assume that she had. One? That's let uh, the right one let in. The or right let one the in. Okay. Let the right one and let me in is the uh, American remake right. you won't need uh, to uh, to watch. But uh, I messaged her uh, a few uh, ones that I recommend. So I'm going to recommend one this week since you brought up horror. Uh, if you haven't seen, if you're a horror fan and you haven't seen Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, you have to check it out. Okay. Is it is it jump scare or is it like psychological horror? Because I am a fan of subgenres within horror. So this is a subgenre within horror because this takes place in a universe where Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees and, and Chucky were actually killers. Okay. And there, this is a camera crew following a man who is training to become the next Michael Myers or, or Jason Voorhees. You don't train for that. It's natural. <laughs> So he's training it's a like God-given talent. So Satan-given talent. It's a comedy. It's like a comedy okay. and also a, like yeah, yeah, scream. Yeah. It's very right. deconstructionist of the of the uh, the genre. And like one of the things they bring up is like he's doing he's like you do, hitting a heavy bag and like running and stuff. And he's like you can't imagine how much cardio goes into this because <laughs> they have to be running as fast as they can and you have to make it look like you're just walking. And he actually gives a demonstration to the to the girl who's interviewing him uh, yeah. in it, where she's like running away, and every time she looks back, he's like. And then as soon as she t moves her head, he starts like sprinting like crazy. <laughs> so every time she looks back, right, right, he's right. the exact same distance away from her. So uh, I, I really recommend it. So the key it. Yeah. to survival is yeah. to run backwards. <laughs> cardio, lots of cardio. But yeah, check that check that movie out. Um, we're on to some some gaming news. That's actually what you what you normally come here for. Sometimes you come here for other things, but uh, we didn't get really any uh, backwards compatible fun no. this week. No, we didn't. We got some Isaac, um, some Isaac news. Some Biden yes. Isaac. So just to lay out real quick, we're gonna go ahead and go through the the topics and the news that came out this week briefly, and then separately we're going to do the the main topic, which was a Nielsen report Correct. on video games, which. I don't know how into data you are, but if you are, that is something you'll be looking forward to. And then because today is Mother's Day, for our topic of the episode show, we're going to talk about that. 
But as you said, we're going to start with Isaac. Uh, Binding of Isaac uh, Booster Pack 2 is now released on PC. Yes. Um, also, I had not realized how expensive that game was if you try to buy it on PC. Because like, oh, it started out it started out as a Flash game, and then yeah. it was like the Binding of Isaac and Rebirth and Afterbirth and Afterbirth Plus, and it's like 50 bucks. And so $40 is actually a bargain on Switch. Yeah. And it plays so well it, on Switch. It's probably my favorite place to play it. Um, the, the controls for the analog sticks are, are great. Um, I've tried. Uh, well, the other thing that I like about it is if you do prefer those style of analog sticks like you do, <laughs> uh, if you want to play it on the TV, you can dock your Switch and you can still use those yeah. uh, those um, Joy-Cons to control it with the same analog sticks. That's one of your problems with it playing to the PS4 yep. versus the I, I, I can't do it on the PS4. Yep. Like the, the analog sticks being yep. raised slightly throws yep. it off. It's, so, it's total deal, yeah. So those two booster packs, mm-hmm. which are which are fan-created Edmund selected yeah. uh, mods, which that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so those, those are on PC now, and then they will eventually come to, to consoles, to PlayStation, to Switch, and such like that. Um, and then the other thing that he said is that they're they're finishing up on the secret project. He has a lot of projects. We, we know about Ouroboros. Yeah. We know about uh, Legend of Bumbo. Apparently, this is something else that he's also been working on. I, I kind of worries me. That really worries me. I, I kind of hope that he's got a good team that he's working with on that because well, he's, he, I feel like he's spreading himself really thin. Yes, but these these are projects that he's working on with different people. Yeah, and so I think that that really helps. Uh, this, the different teams. Okay, I thought they were the they were the same team. Okay, I don't know how big the teams are. like. Uh, Bumbo seems to be just he and. Uh, I forget the name of the other guy, but uh, he and Tyler are the two that are working on this secret project. Yeah. Okay. And Ouroboros is also something that he actually came up with about the same time as Isaac. Okay. And has kind of been working on it ever since then. So that's like a five-year project. Yeah. And then because of his 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 art choices mm-hmm. and his uh, technical choices, he chooses to to limit the number of of mechanics and things like that that he puts into his games and then just perfect the gameplay and design the rooms. The only thing we know about this game is that he has designed more than 600 rooms. I don't know. But I will buy it if it comes to Vita. (laughs) And since I'm getting a Switch later, I was going to say, when it comes... It'll more likely come to Switch. Hopefully it'll come to Vita, but it'll, it's definitely going to come to Switch. Yeah. Speaking of Switch, though, we had some news when it came to Rhyme. So if you guys don't okay. know the uh, the kind of background on this, uh, originally when they were talking about the release of Rhyme on the Nintendo Switch, there was a di- uh, discussion of the price difference. It was going to be $40 uh, everywhere, but on Nintendo Switch, it was going to be $50. Digital um, and, and Digital physical. and physical. And they were saying, oh, it's, you know, they, they were giving some... Uh, ter- uh, uh, Explanation about oh well you know the manufacturing of one thing versus another and there was a possibility it had to do with the cards uh, right. and the size of the the card which in my opinion meant they just wanted to get the same profit margin out of this game everywhere that they were right. but the digital version is back to the re- the same price as everywhere else so you guys can rejoice you almost that. said the right price I don't think you should have corrected yourself if it's if it it's the be, if it's the it's price yeah. the price of the game yes. is the price of the game and you should, you should sell it. But that's how I it mean, goes. When when there are additional costs incurred, yes. like with the extra cost of the cartridge, yep. okay, maybe I can I can understand that from a business yeah. perspective. But usually, usually you eat those costs. Uh, 
case in point, every game that came out in the previous generation, it was on Xbox 360 and PS3, mm-hmm. the PS3 discs cost more. Yeah. Those were Blu-rays. At the time, PS, the, the Blu-ray disc cost three or four times the amount. Yep. So what you're telling me is, what, what people did was they came out with Call of Duty or whatever game it was, the exact same price. What they did was they were they were saying, okay, I'm gonna not I'm not gonna make quite as much here, right? But I'll still get it here. That's what I, that's what I was and, getting. And at. the the important thing is is just getting it to the audience and yep. allowing people to to play. And and like that's kind of the Nintendo thing is like they they make they make money everywhere, but it's 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 mostly on the the quantity. Yeah. And so that's what they do there. And then Xbox typically takes a loss on the console itself and then they're like software yeah that's where we'll make the money exactly and And it's just different ways of doing it personally i think that it's bad business to have it release in multiple places for for different prices but the takeaway on this is they heard the internet the internet said foul and they went okay we we mentioned it on this show we have now it's changed this is what happens you're welcome this is the power of twiatch uh, their digital price now is down to forty dollars, which means I'm going to buy it. Uh, mm-hmm. I've said previously, indie games I'm buying on the Switch, uh, specifically to show Nintendo people buy these here. Uh, uh, people have yeah. a misinterpretation that people who have Nintendo products do not need or want third-party products. I I've, I don't agree. And Nintendo's still being weird about about a lot of things as as far as this goes. And in some ways, they've learned a lot. But like uh, the the mother collection. Yep. Still not coming west, yep. and we've been tweeting at the. The internet has been telling them this is what we want. Yeah, bad Reggie, bad. Stop it. Yeah, I hate. I'm so tired of that guy. Um, next up we have uh, some Quake Champions, which they they had a closed beta that was invite only. Now they have halfway open, halfway closed beta <laughs> because you need an invite, but you can just be like, hey, can can I come in? And then they'll send you a code like immediately. Yeah. Once you sign up, and this this looks like so much fun. Like I I know I know that Quake and Unreal are different. Yeah. But this looks like the Unreal tournament. Agreed. And I and I Agreed. have to say tournament <laughs> when I'm talking because, with Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this goes uh, from the 12th, uh, which is in the past, to the 21st, which is in the future, depending on when you're watching this. Uh, so you should be able to come in and, and be able to play this. I also like we we've discussed this before. You need to give enough time for people to jump in, and yeah. this is a perfect example of that. You're giving you're giving quite a good amount of time for people. You're giving basically two weekends of play. Yeah. Uh, t- so if someone missed it one weekend, they can get it the next weekend. You're not giving a uh, couple hours here and there. Uh, right. And like these these really super narrow time windows and servers overburdened and stuff like that. This is just you know the flow. And so if if at some point during these these weekends you're like. Hey, what are you doing right now? You want you want to go get the Quake Champions? Try that out for an hour. Or yeah, two? You know, yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not? Let's jump in. But and and that's how that's how this should be. Um, we've we've said it before, and the perfect example of this is Neo. Uh, Neo is uh, if you guys have followed follow the show a lot, uh, you know that we love Dark Souls and Souls like games. Mm-hmm. And when Neo was announced, we were watching um, gameplay of it, and we thought, okay, it looks good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because it's a fr- it's a different franchise. We've we've been. Uh, we've played other Souls-like games that we weren't quite a fan of. Speaking of Souls-like, you know what comes out next Tuesday? What's that? The Surge. The the futury Already? Dark Souls. The futury Dark Souls games from the I the thought, yeah. The, what was it? The the Lord of the Lord, Legend Lords of Failure. Of, Lords of the Fallen. Yeah, that one. Yeah, which Lords, is the Lords of the Fallen. That that was it, was, it, was, it. it was it was not yeah. good, and yeah. nobody's excited about this game, including the Dark Souls community, yeah. which I'm. 
plugged into more than any other like yeah. niche community and they're like okay because um, we didn't like the other one so they they would have to do something spectacular for that to work but like you were talking about neo mm -hmm. They, they did an alpha, Yep. they changed a lot of things and gave us another alpha, and they just let people play it for yep. the weekend. Yeah. And we bought it. Both, yep. both of us independently bought it. I've never put that many hours into a, <laughs> into a beta or an alpha. A demo. Uh, other than yeah, Minecraft. Minecraft's the only one that I did, because I, I, I bought into Minecraft at $5 when it was in alpha, and, and I bought it because I was like, five bucks, early access, and when the game comes out, I get it. This is before the Steam Early Access stuff was a thing. What about uh, Google Maps Beta? I'm pretty sure I probably used that. But okay. game-wise, uh, I played a ton of I, Minecraft. I, I just love how when it, whenever it popped up for like literal years, yeah. like four or five years, yeah, it, it, might still it might still say it. Well, I don't if know. If you want to split hairs on that, YouTube Video Editor has is in beta. Yeah. And it's been in beta for <laughs> eight months. Uh, I've been using yeah. it for eight months. so Or maybe even longer than that. Um, Neo's, Neo's a game that I've, I never put that many hours into like a demo or, or beta and I put in probably so 15 good. hours on a weekend on that in between doing the show uh, having marriage uh, responsibilities and cleaning the house and mowing the lawn all the, the adult things right. I still put in that many hours that tells you uh, if, if you have a good game people will go and they'll I, I was hooked and I bought it. If I would and, like and to it, search, and it to do builds that. it builds hype, like yeah. the the ability to talk with other people about yeah. it. But this is supposed to be the quick news. Yeah. So we'll move on. Uh, the the next little bit is is a couple of things we got out of out of Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, so first off, apparently they accidentally inserted polyamory Correct. into the uh... polyamory has never been a thing in Mass Effect. In yeah. fact, in fact, if you romance one person, mm -hmm. um, then the others basically are like, oh, you're with this person. Uh, and then, uh, specifically in Mass Effect 2, if you romance one person, another person does not like her at all, and you got you, you have a big clash there. Um, so they apparently this was in the game by accident. You right. could it romance was, it was, it was two a glitch. people. Yeah. You could romance two people at the same time, uh, and, and Mass Effect took it out. Um, I have mixed feelings on this. Okay, go ahead. Um, most of my mixed feelings deal with uh, how with with Mass Effect, and as much as we joke around about Mass Effect being a dating simulator, mm -hmm. it's it's about a lot of other things. And I think that uh, a, a, a interpersonal relationship between two people can can be uh, done. How do I say this? Uh, you can flesh that out um, with multiple different characters and then have those as options. Right. But if you add uh, two partners involved, unless you're adding dialogue to explain their, their nuanced and complicated feelings about this. And, and in that other situation, saying, I'm okay. there's a lot of conversation. Yeah. And for, for one, and, 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 okay, so, so what you're saying is that, that while it would be cool to have this in the game, mm -hmm. This is a specific situation that deserves more attention yes. than they would be able to give it in a Mass Effect game. I think if they wanted to, they could, but okay. you would you would have and and it, my my opinion on this because this is like I said, this is a very uh, very uh, nuanced um, uh, type of situation. I would think that uh, just like there are characters in Mass Effect and drama that you can and cannot romance. Most mm -hmm. of them you can. There's like I think one or two you well, cannot. And in uh... but. 
But if I, I think that there should only be certain options of ones that that are okay with that, and then if you try to do the others, they're like, I don't, you know, if, if this is something you that. want, yeah. I'm not comfortable. Go, you have to pick me or her or whatever, yeah. and then you pick. Well, see, in uh, in Dragon Age Origins, mm-hmm. which is the the Bioware game yeah. that I've spent the most time yeah. in, um, like you could you could go from one to another, and you could go back, but it could only be one at a time. Like my favorite was Which, that that makes sense because the other person's like okay you're with that person right now and right. that that even that is a complicated situation where you're like I'm still uh, connected to this person via I guess professional level if you will because you're questing right because you're questing saving either. the world and stuff yeah yeah but um I, I I did tweet out to them and and was like hey okay I I understand that this was a glitch mm-hmm. however. I would be interested in seeing how this plays mm-hmm. out, and I think that there's there's there is still so much uncharted territory in yeah. video games, yeah. and and like you were talking about dating simulator, I would be interested like in in somebody really competent making a dating simulator that included those kinds of options mm-hmm. because, like I said, this is stuff that hasn't been explored yet. So if if that's something that you would like to see in the next Bioware yeah. game, then then reach out to them and let them know. But moving on to our next piece of news, the next <laughs> Bioware game yes. will not be Mass Effect. Uh, correct. And not only will it not be Mass Effect, it is being delayed. No, no, no. These are two separate stories. I could have sworn that that was delayed as well. Often d- d- delayed as well. But that's what I meant. Like, yeah. Basically, that's basically. what I, that's what I meant. Yes. Yeah, so right there. So the next game is not Mass Effect, and it was supposed to come out next year, and it's being delayed until 2019. Right. So what I think is happening within Bioware. Is them is the, is there and, and I, I commend them for this if this is happening. Bioware is looking at the aftermath of Andromeda okay. and saying, "What did we do with the biggest franchise that we've had non Star Wars, the biggest franchise that they've had, and what what did we do wrong? How can you we gave it to Montreal? <laughs> That's what you did. You gave it to Montreal, and then you outsourced from Montreal. You outsourced the facial animations. Yep. And there are certain games that I feel um, everyone gives Bethesda crap for their 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 uh, facial animation stuff. But if you will look at the more recent uh, uh, Bethesda work, it's mm-hmm. getting better and better and better. And it's something that they've been continuing to work on, and it's all in house. Yeah. So. What happened here was they took they took what they were using in house for Bioware and went, well, we're working on all this other stuff for the game. Someone else do this part, and yeah. I think we're in an age right now where I think there needs to be more of an integration when it comes to actors, and they didn't do that with this game. Uh, perfect example, like uh, um, sorry, Last of Us. I mean, the 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 major difference there though is is sheer scope yeah. and size yeah. and and I can I can I can appreciate that um, the the ability to to zero down and do do like a full story yeah this is this is like for me the difference between being given a month yeah. to score a movie yep. versus being given a month to score a 24 episode series yep <laughs> because because mass effect is so huge yeah. I don't I don't believe that it's reasonable for us to expect the level of polish that you get in a Naughty Dog game. I do agree. But but just but, just like, okay, this character needs to be able to smile, frown, whatever. Here are the expressions we're going to have because they they go that granular if you ever watch uh, behind the scenes stuff. When it comes to that, they, you go that granular where you're like, I need these types of smiles. Mm-hmm. It's easy enough as having the actor 
Okay, uh, you don't you don't have to read all the lines. Give me specific the, the vowels, consonants, and here's all the expressions I need. And just going through those. Now, it's going to yeah. take a little bit to do that, but you're going to gauge a, a lot of those individuals. Now, there are certain ones you don't need that with, but the main characters, you definitely do. Yeah. And the, the other aspect of that, and with this, we'll, we'll move on to the yeah. next thing, but uh, the major aspect of that for me is that um, in Last of Us or Uncharted or whatever, and, and, and I'm calling out Naughty Dog because they, they are... The, the quality so high level and they <laughs> yeah. and they devote so much time to it but that is a that is a singular one-way storyline yeah. and when it comes to to bioware like i may be i may have entered the same conversation that you did but my character is different than your Correct. character and like yeah. there's so much more nuance yep. that that kind of stuff has to be automated mm -hmm. But still, I agree. Oh, one so thing I forgot the, to point out as, before we move, though, uh, is that uh, you also deal with with Mass Effect. You have different races and they have different views on on relationships and everything. Yeah. And um, I'm forgetting the uh, the name of the the species. The one is that it we are. It's not Krogans. It's the one that uh, Mass Effect species is. Is it Liara? I believe. Asari? Yeah, so the Asari. The Asari are uh, non-gender binary. They have a lot of... They, they actually do have polyamory within their, like, their um, species. Um, okay. And, and they're also... I, uh, they can kind of go between sexes, if you will. So there's, there's a lot of nuance to that species where that species, if you were in that situation, they, they would be more open to it, where you have others that may have very specific right. bonds. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Krogan, Krogan are very uh, war primals, very, like they're like Klingons. Klingons. So at yep. that point, you, they may have a, a situation where maybe the males or females, depending on society, like view that as a normal thing where to take to take multiple partners so sorry i forgot to mention that as we were going to mention the other stuff yeah but then uh but then the the last thing that we kind of touched on uh and i just want to make sure we get all the news on this um bioware's unannounced game has been delayed <laughs> uh they, they have a new ip it's it's codenamed like draven or something yeah. i forget exactly what it is but uh their 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 new ip is is delayed until the fiscal year Yep, 2019. Which means uh, the end was to be like halfway through 2019 in, at that point. I think their fiscal year in, starts in like March or April. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it could be it could be sticking out all the way into 2020. Yeah. So they did say that they you know they they were very positive about the the design and the gameplay and its action RPG and they were positive on that note. So I'm hoping, like I said, that they're that they're. Um, assessing it and making sure they don't re rush another project. Yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda was rushed, and I don't want another project to be rushed like that. I would like uh, Mass Effect. I would like them to go back, scrap Andromeda, and just go back. And the The story, from what I heard, Andromeda is decent. The only reason I say scrap it is make sure that people have a fresh start with a quality product. Yeah, and and you also don't really want to be associated with Andro yeah. like Andromeda. Like yeah. even if you. There's there's a bad taste yeah. to that, so and then the the last thing that we had this week is uh, is is a couple of it's 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 just a weird disillusion of a of a uh, of an alliance. Yep. Because um, excuse me, um, Hitman developer uh, IO Interactive, EO Interactive. I always said IO. I don't know if it's EO. 
Auto, it depends it, on it, if it's an acronym versus an initialism. Yeah, and I mean it 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 it, it has the the capital I capital O. Yeah. Okay, probably I O. But uh, but yeah, so so Hitman is is something that uh, that as far as I knew did really well, but Square has weird expectations yeah. when it comes to this. They'll be like four million copies. Pfft. No, it did not meet expectations. It, it didn't. It didn't meet the expectations that they wanted. Uh, in my opinion, par, part of it, they they did a huge switch in regards to uh, their product and how they give it to people. They yeah. were trying more of the uh, telltale, if you will, like season versus you know, yeah. versus individually, individually buying things. And I I like the idea of a game like uh, like having having a game like this, and you you have this map that you learn really yeah. well, yeah. and then they throw a a uh, what was it called elusive target? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Every couple of weekends, and I like the idea. Yeah, that's it's really cool, and I and I love I love the Hitman franchise. And right now, they're so Square uh, has dropped the the developer uh, from their from their uh, from their umbrella, which which is unfortunate. I, I'm hoping uh, I would like to see Hitman return to form. This is just me personally. Uh, the, I think that this is a uh, this the recent Hitman was a decent product. Um, I think that it was better. Than uh, than some of the uh, other offerings the that that came out uh, recently. I think that uh, before that, I think Hitman Two is probably my favorite, and Hitman's one of my favorite games uh, franchises when when it first came out. Obviously the the um, uh, the stigma slash uh, uh, allure of I'm I'm a hitman I'm I'm going yeah. to kill contract killings, but it was very unique in how you how you go about them. You're talking about different maps, and you could I would do the exact same map over and over and over again to get a different way to do it. Yeah. Um, and there were some maps where you could you could specifically. Um, I don't know. You, you could go into like either be as stealthy as you want or as crazy as you want. Except it's still realistic where you can't just have a gunfight like in Matrix. Right. So it's it's sad they're they're dropping them, but I'm I'm hopeful on it. Yeah. And then we had a little a little bit of community. Uh, so I, I have a I have a, a page for Final Fantasy VI playthrough. We we did it uh, last year or the year before for a 20th anniversary. And, uh, and somebody found that group and was like, hey, I'm stuck on at the end of saving scenario. Where am I supposed to go? And over the next week, I basically walked him through walked the rest through of the, the game. game yeah. it, it, it ended up being like a 112 page or 112 comment. Oh wow! Page where yeah. where every time he had, he was stuck or whatever, he would be, just be like, I don't know, what do I do next? And I know that game well enough that and and. You can kind of attest to this. Yeah. Like when I first wake up, I'm I'm not there. I can't sure. think. I'm not coherent. Sure. Anything like that. I have played this game so many times that I could just wake up and be like, "Oh, you gotta go east and then south, and don't forget to look for Moogles." Uh, <laughs> and back to sleep. And and, and so yeah. So we I, I walked him through it, and he he'd never played it before, yeah. and and basically he beat it in like a week and a half. Yeah. And and so. Props to him, and and if any of you want to play Final Fantasy VI, especially if you're interested in finishing it, unlike this guy, I will. I need <laughs> to get back. I need to get back. Now, it, see, see, when whenever we bring you in for the for the November playthrough. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so at that, if you if you ever want to play that game, reach out to me. I will walk you through the whole darn thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, he will. So I'm 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 very happy for Jared and and I'm looking forward to the November. Stream. Happy about it. I'm I'm also happy that he got to go back and play one of these games because there's whenever someone goes back and plays a retro game like that, it's it's kind of cool to see someone get to experience something that um, they may not have otherwise, yeah. especially in the amount of games that we get nowadays. Well, it's also it also brought to me mm-hmm. several instances where it's like. How did you expect people to figure this out? Because the first time through, I went on a walkthrough. Yeah. I, I did both walkthrough and Game Genie because I was a cheating cheater back then. And there's some stuff that... Yeah. Like, uh, cause it's like not you, intuitive. Okay. It's not intuitive. Slight spoiler. In the second half of the game, you're collecting all the characters, like building up your team again. And you encounter Terra. For her own reason, she said... I don't want to fight anymore. Yeah. I, I I have I have found a place. I don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. And then you go away, do two or three more events, and then you can come back to the town, and through another event, you can add her to your team. The thing is, you go back to that town. Terra is nowhere to be found. Your only clue is that a dog comes into the room behind you and goes behind a bookcase. And that's where there's a hidden entrance, hidden room, for no reason. So you have to know what to do before going back. You have to know that you should go back. And then when you do go back, you have to follow the dog. Right. To a a secret room that is not visible on the screen. Yeah. Uh, and Final Fantasy has a lot of those kind of hidden things, but yeah. but to me, but a, char- a, a character, especially one as powerful as Terra, should not be hidden like that. Uh, so, uh, in Final Fantasy VII, you have two hidden slash t- uh, uh, whatever you want to call them uh, possible characters: uh, uh, Yuffie and Vincent. Red. Oh, I thought Red Thirteen was hidden. I uh, know. No, Red Thirteen's uh, a big part of the the storyline. What, what about the what about the cat movie guy? No, he's he's a big part of the storyline. Okay, like very very important part of the storyline. So like you grab you're he gathering doesn't all look these... like he would be, or they don't look like they would. It's or it's 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 like spoilers. one's living, one robot, right? Spoilers because you they may or may not. I'm, uh, I'm not going to. So the Moogle one is is Kate Sith, uh, right? Kate Sith, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Kate Sith, who um, is a uh, part of your uh, you, you find him at the golden saucer mm-hmm. and you're like oh he's funny whatever he joins your team he's a spy for Shinra <gasps> yeah so you're going through the game and you're like oh it's just this fun little you know big fat moogle uh, robot thing and <laughs> and the cat that operates it and yeah it turns out it's a Shinra she's, he's a Shinra spy the whole time so yeah, important part. You know, uh, Yuffie, you have to um, uh, you have to be in, get on a specific island chain. You have to get a specific uh, combat encounter, and then you have to get her from there. And then Vincent, uh, you have to get from uh, going down into the basement of a mansion that of a town that like so, and you can't get both, or it's really very difficult to have both. So. One won't spawn. Like I believe that you, I believe you can't get both, or you have to do them in a specific order. Specific, so, yeah, that's it's not intuitive. But um, yeah, like the first time that I played through seven, I didn't know Yuffie existed. Like I never encountered her. So, um, nice. anyways, back onto onto other things. The other things that I'm excited about is okay. Assassin's Creed Origins. Origin. All oh, right, there's more news. My there's bad. More, there's more news. See, see, I had, I had, I had already denigrated into, into. You were well, like, now oh, we're, we're just gonna we're, talk. Oh, we're, wrap, we're wrapping up. No, so uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, we had. Uh, th- so this came out as uh, first. It was a, a rumor slash leak. 
and then it came out okay yeah assassin's creed origin is the thing we're going uh we're actually going to uh egypt yeah for this there's and going we, to be we have naval we battle stuff things. so the, the concept art yes. i think is something that they actually showed but if and you go back to image beautiful. two yep. um this is actually like a a shot and and my only thing this is, is like a camp like someone's where's phone the and... tall stuff like there's there's a tall thing well, it's ancient Egypt. You so got to have pyramids. You're gonna. Do you have... know how hard how hard pyramids are to to like swan dive off of? Yeah, you're like, gonna have. That's going to be the painful. Sphinx. There's gonna be okay. So if you look at the like ancient like temples and stuff that they mm -hmm. had that we some of which we haven't even encountered uh, uncovered or ones we've uncovered but are still stuck in the sand. Right, right, right. There are a lot of like pillars and stuff like okay, that. Okay, so, so 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 you got the sphinxes. Okay, you you're do... not gonna have a lot. It's going to be kind of like the first Assassin's Creed uh, game, where you had like one or two towers, and everything else was like small buildings, and okay. so it's going to be different. We know they have straw because the uh, the slaves used them to make bricks. Yep, and we know they're going to be logs to to push the the giant um, uh, pieces of the pyramids. Right, log roll. Yes, get another log, put it over here. And 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 also that there will be slaves squished in them. We learned that from the Ten Commandments. Yep, that's gonna happen. So, so. <laughs> I, I like this though. Um, I mentioned before my favorite Assassin's Creed game for the environment and everything was the first uh, Assassin's Creed. I think there are some really great ones other than that, but I feel like they they jumped really far forward. You yeah. went from or okay, not that far forward. Uh, first game is what 1200 AD, and then you jump forward to the Renaissance, and I felt like there was a lot of time that was explored. Before, um, the, there's a lot of potential. Uh, well, yeah, because I mean, this game franchise starts at the the Garden of Eden. So the fact that it starts at the Garden of Eden in the beginning of mankind and the and the the spoilers, the aliens that created us to do their bidding, uh, that genetically engineered us, and you have Adam and Eve that broke out of the Man, garden. You're just doing all kinds of spoilers for games I'm not going <laughs> to play. Spoilers. So so as long as you're committed to not playing the games I don't care about. Oh no no no! You're it good enhances on it. Actually, enhances it. The the game goes all the way back to the beginning of humankind, right. and then us splitting from from them, and and there's there's so much to tell. I mean, you're you're jumping forward hundred thousand years to get from one place to another. Well, what's in between that? And the well, the, the Garden of Eden was only six thousand years ago. Get your facts straight. So next up, we have. <laughs> <laughs> next up, we've got. Uh, uh, so Parappa the Rapper got remastered yeah. recently, and uh, there was also another one, uh, Guitaru Hero. Yep. Which is something I I didn't never know played that it. one at all. Never played but, it. But uh, we have a new game coming out from the from the Parappa the Rapper guys, and it's it's Rap Rabbit. Uh, or yeah. something. It's uh, it's it's something. Yeah, it's rap, rap rabbit. It's project rap rabbit. Project so project rap probably, rabbit. They probably change so say, stuff. Say that however many times fast as you want to, but uh, but yeah. So it's it's the 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 next rhythm game thing that's coming out. We don't we don't have any gameplay or anything. I don't think it. No, that's, I think it's just that's a, it. It's just I'm a talent. Also, is that thing. the is that the giant is that the giant frog that we fought in Neo? I'm pretty sure that's the uh, giant looks, frog we it, fought it in. It looks like the frog in Neo, but it also looks like one of the frogs in Parappa the Rappa. There's a lot of similarities in, involved in the style. Obviously, we also have rap, so there's a similarity there. Um, punch I, kick. Yeah, that's right, kick punch. I didn't but, play it. <laughs> but uh, I think it's really cool that that, uh, that this is happening, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad they did the remaster to kind of get people to, to start to kind of have that nostalgia feel yeah. for it. And I'd like to see a trailer for this come out uh, around or around E3, 
Uh, I'd like to see like something I feel, I feel really. Like, I feel like they'll do that. Even if it's even if it's a, the developer talking about it and just showing some stuff that they're working on would be really cool. I think that yeah. we're in an age now where we we can eat that stuff up. You don't have to give me a fully polished uh, gameplay demo. Right. If you show if you show the developer talking about it and then show some stuff that they're working on, so maybe a little bit of the songs. Yeah, and and there, there's also there's also a lot more respect paid to the actual creators of these things and, and yeah. allowing them to be given their teams. And yeah. Sony in particular is really good about that. Yeah. But speaking of songs, uh, Alan Wake, which is one of my favorite games. Nice segue. Uh, thank you. Uh, was Is actually going to be pulled uh, from uh, some digital stores. Uh, physical uh, can continue to be, be bought. But um, the reason for this is it actually deals with the licensing for the songs in Alan Wake. Right. Uh, a lot of the songs in there are like uh, Roy Orbison songs and, and some others that mm -hmm. they got a license for X amount of time and then uh, and it's about it's to be... expire. And it's really unfortunate that that is uh, that uh, that's the case because we when you think of something like that, um, for instance, if uh, if a movie comes out, mm -hmm. if a if uh, Kill Bill, for instance, so yeah. Kill Bill came out has a bunch of songs in it, and they already made agreements for the for those songs, and then. Um, if they want to release, you know, the Blu-ray or whatever, and yeah. uh, twenty years from now, you don't think, oh, we got to tie up the contract for that. Um, what was it? Uh, Mad Men wanted to use a Beatles song. I think they paid like two hundred thousand dollars for it in in there, but they got the rights to play it forever now, right? And, or they got the rights to put it in that and use it for any sales afterwards. So it's surprising in to perpetuity. me. Yes, and I'm surprised surprised to me that this that. The contract had an endpoint like that. I, I feel like that the that a big part of that is because when when the first Alan Wake came out, yeah. uh, digital wasn't nearly as big as it is now, and so they were only thinking of the physical sales, mm -hmm. and the digital was kind of an afterthought. Yeah. But but as those uh, as those metrics have begun to shift, I yeah. think this is that this is definitely something that they're, they're thinking about more. Yeah. Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin. I'm Patrick. And this week we are talking about moms. Specifically moms in video games because mostly we talk about video games. Yeah, and it's Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. So we'd like to, we'd like to talk about it. Uh, and I think that moms play an important part in, in a lot of stories in video games that uh, some people may or may not realize when... Um, when given that prompt, right? Mm -hmm. But there are so many uh, uh, moms. Uh, the first one that came into mind for me uh, was for Pokemon. Okay. And the mom. That, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that is a very supportive mom. Yeah, very supportive mom because uh, you have uh, you have a uh, kid going off on it. Basically, like what a ten year old kid saying. Yeah, he'll be fine. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna get a pet and I'm gonna fight other people with my pet and I'm gonna go out into the world, literally the entire world, yeah. and travel without you. No cell phone. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, to be fair, she never leaves the house, so the kid can always contact her. Yeah, yeah, I guess I'm mean, always there. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I think there are a lot of cool moms. What are some of your yeah. favorites? Um, well, actually, in in looking at this, I've, I I guess I hadn't taken the time to really think about um, the the lack yeah. of mom characters. Like they they kind of seem to fall into a, a certain series of categories. Mm -hmm. uh, but like you were talking about the the mom in, in Pokemon, 
is very similar to the mom in Chrono Trigger. Yeah. She she basically wakes Chrono up, sends him off, and, and says and says, you know, that friend Luca, she's 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 <laughs> looking for you. And you can bring other people back and introduce them to your mom yeah. and, and be like, hey, this is Marl. And she's like, you look like a princess, which nobody else caught on. But uh, but yeah, like a lot of times... Mother's intuition right there. So right. <laughs> but a lot of times they're they're just kind of there. They're yeah. not they're not really fleshed out that yeah. well. Um, but I really I really wanted to expand this a little bit to include mother figures because uh, this is this is Mother's Day. But there are also people who, both in real life mm -hmm. and in video games, were mother figures and, yeah. and they were they were the the maternal influence on us. Mm -hmm. And so I would like to include those as well. Sure. Um, and so with that, I'd like to bring up Win from uh, Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. She is she is an she's an older lady. She's a healer. And she's wonderful. Win is awesome. Yeah. She 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 kicks butt and and like she her her role is one of protector, but she is also not afraid to, to get up in there and, and do what needs to be done. And whenever whenever you're you're trying to push too far or too hard, she'll she'll gently pull you back and say, All right, but let's let's all do this together yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I I really appreciated that figure. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, there are some moms that uh, also, well, the other mom that popped into my mind, um, that's not a traditional mother figure, okay. but it was a mom, is in Final Fantasy VII, and uh, Genova, and the so the, the mother, if you will, of Cloud and Sephiroth and all the clones. So yeah. it's not quite a mother, not a mother figure. They refer to, to the mother program and everything. Yeah. And... Uh, I think that that really tapped in emotionally uh, with a lot of people because um, Cloud and Sephiroth are both dealing with this realization and how they uh, the realization that they're uh, of the part of them that's a, that's part ancient and that they're clones and all of this that that um, it deals with the who am I where did I come from and their their mother figure uh, being this entity. Yeah. Uh, which I, I think is, is interesting. Another one that um, popped into my mind that n I didn't see anybody talking about uh, online is Mad Moxie. Yeah. Mad Moxie's a mom. She is. She's a MILF. Very much so. But she's a mom. Mm. Um, I think I think that a lot of the, the mother... I think it shows that uh, just because uh, a character is a mom doesn't mean that they have to immediately throw on the apron and stay in the kitchen. Like yeah. the whole Pokemon thing where it's like, I'm never leaving the house. Yeah. And Moxie's an example of that where you have a, you have a fleshed out character who also is a mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go, going back to Genova, yeah. uh, there, there are also several like... Uh, evil maternal figures uh -huh. um like system shock 2 in particular and then uh what was the portal lady scary gladi gladys gladys yeah yeah is is like the kind of the, a mom figure but but yeah. in 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 like the manipulative controlling and i actually yeah. kind of appreciate that because that honestly that's a more fleshed out figure than we get with the supportive moms a lot of the time yeah but uh but yeah kind of the the intimidation and the the authority figure yeah that is also cold and manipulative yeah. and stuff. And I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Not my favorite, but no. definitely memorable. Yeah. And and I, I, I like the I like the expansion to include. Cause like, you know, I, I wouldn't want to lose my mom. Sure. But 
those are those are mother figures in games yeah yeah i think that there need to be more i i would like more mother figures in games and i'm sure that someone's going to comment about persona or whatever having great examples of it um but i think there need to be well, more persona, persona 4 persona 4 the mom's gone like it's right. it's it's the dad and the the kid i never did figure out what was going on i only got like three or four hours in persona yeah. 4 but like the, the mom's gone and the 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 absent mom could be an entirely separate where's the mom sure, sure. topic which um, i i think that i think part of the reason that you see an absence of uh of mother figures in in games is uh, is twofold i you either have characters that um if you if the game is aimed towards kids um then you have like okay how how do you put a mother into this where they're where they're in a positive role role model yeah. but they're not um uh overbearing and controlling you because video games are an outlet for kids where they they can do whatever they want right and if you put a mother figure in there they may feel like you know there, there's complex the complex emotions in that okay. uh, other than cooking mama where cooking mama tells you what to do yeah um but then you also have uh the games that are geared towards uh towards adults mm-hmm. and you have you know games like gears of war call of duty and all these and w- why do we need to talk about mothers in those which i i i agree for the most part but at the same time there can be some really interesting stories told there um with those aspects there can be and but a lot of times when they when they try to use the mom as as a as a part of the story yeah i feel like too often they fall back on using them as motivation like the the mom in god of war who yeah. was kratos's wife but she was a mom she was a mom and yep. and there's there's a lot of oh my mom died or i killed the mom of my kids with my swords while i was burning down my own village uh you know that old trope yeah um but but like there's a lot of there's a lot of throwaway moms. Well, we, I, I would like I would like to see a lot more moms. Yeah, and I'd like to see ones that that are like Moxie that are more than I have kids. That's my role. Ooh, uh, Fallout Four. Mine was a mom. That's true. That's so, true. So I, I I made a mom. Yeah. Put her in my game, and, and <laughs> she may or may not have killed her own kid. Uh, well, <laughs> nah, I don't know. Well, it's, it's not a spoiler not, not because really. you are definitely not supposed to do what I did in my playthrough. But uh, check out check out but our Fallout can. 4 discussion on but that. But you can. But um, no, that's true. That that character that character is a mom or or a father. Mine was mine was a mom as well, and uh, and that is a a part of the character and a motivation for the character. Uh, without that being the defining characteristic. Um, you know, there's there's a lot more to your character and my character probably with the nuance of of losing your um, your entire life and being thrown into the future and having to deal with that and uh, you know self realization about who you who you truly are and, and whatever because yeah. you're uh, didn't you romance uh, a girl in yours because I did yes yeah I romanced the the hatchet oh me too me too piper's my favorite um she's cute we Uh, we digitally banged the same chick yeah we did i don't know know what that makes so yeah so that's that's where our conversation (laughs) about moms took us but But let us let us know in the comments what what you think about moms and how uncomfortable you got toward the end of this segment yeah Welcome to this week in our collective heads. I'm Patrick. I'm Kevin. And welcome to the to the main quest. Uh, this is the main quest, uh, our main topic of the week, if you will. And uh, this week we wanted to discuss a recent Nielsen ratings uh, report that came out yes. in regards to gaming, in regards to what gamers are doing and what gamers know about and trends. Yes, it was it was it was really fun because uh, Nielsen. I I 
question their optics as far as like how they get their information yep. for for uh, TV. But I feel like self-reporting on video games is probably a lot stronger, honestly, because that's that's yeah. more something that people think about. And so this is something that they that they've released every year. This is the so this is the 2016 report that we're going to be talking about right now. Um, and we found some interesting stuff in there, and some things that that. Uh, actually caused us to understand that we are actually outliers yep. in some of this. Um, so one of the thing, the two things that they talked about as trends to to watch and observe coming yep. up were were VR and esports. Yep. And neither one of us are particularly plugged into either one what, of those. What I find really funny about that is I think that you and I are tapped in a, a lot more. Uh, than than most people, like you said, we're the outliers. We're, we're people right. who are tapped in. We talk for hours, literally hours a week, <laughs> on the video game industry. Being someone who's not not working in the in, in in the industry, I mean, the fact that our brains are probably going 20, 30 hours on the on the industry itself a week. Yeah, it's like almost a second job. But um, so let's let's take those. I mean, you're the CEO. I'm the I'm the president slash dictator for life. So that's I mean, true. That's, but. That's a job, but I got an I got an initialism for my for my title. That's yeah, fun. but mine, get to but mine includes initials. for life, meaning I can't be fired. Uh, you can't be fired, but you know we can do what we do to stay. What Marvel did to Stan Lee. You're gonna put me on the circuit, and I'm gonna go to cons forever. Well, cool. They didn't put him on the circuit. They pushed him to side, and they're like, "You're kind of a, you're kind of a figurehead. We'll talk about every now and then." I'm comfortable being and, a figurehead, and uh, that and is we fine. Won't, and we won't take any of your advice to heart, because right now they do not like. Yeah. He's been in interviews, and he's like, "Oh, what do you think about this? What do you think?" He's like, "I think it's great. They don't ask me questions. So like, like they if they ask yeah. him, it's more of a writer saying, "What do you think about this?" But top down, they don't care anymore. He's yeah. he he did his thing, and now he's he's the thing. So. Uh, let's take this. Let's take this kind of separately. So, so esports, right? Yes. Esports, I would agree. Esports has been growing, but the biggest problem with esports is funding. How do you get funding behind something like this when you have a hard, the hardcore gamers who are into esports and the really, really hardcore gamers who are playing the esports, mm -hmm. the people who are following those, watching it? How do you get the advertisement in there? The well, funding in there, it's been a problem well, for quite a while. One, one, of the, one of the issues and, and something that was in the report that I found really interesting yeah. is 40% of the people who watch, a, mm -hmm. watch and follow a specific esport don't play the game. If you can't get people to commit to a free-to-play game, it's what are you selling it's, them? It's a growing thing. Uh, it's a growing and, thing. South Park lampooned it very accurately. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a growing thing where where uh, you know younger the younger audience is completely fine with uh, watching a game and not playing it. Some people, depending on the game, some people may prefer to watch it uh, than play. Because money or whatever. Well, see, I and and but that's I, a big I, figure. I do have an element of that as far as like uh, I like I like watching the the Telltale style that's exactly games. What I was mention, yeah. I've I have bought half a dozen, mm -hmm. and I have never gotten past like maybe a couple minutes into yeah. episode two. Mostly, it's I'll get partway through episode one <laughs> and then quit. Did you see our uh, Guardians, the Guardians playthrough so far? No, but I have it saved on it. my phone. Got a couple episodes into that one. and um, But here's the other part of... Uh, so we we're talking about the, the eSports part. Let's go back to yes. VR. So VR, in my opinion, uh, we're in the 
first gen we are in the first generation of a an acceptable VR in your home hmm. that's decent. Um, with the sales figures and everything, I don't think it's been very strong. We haven't had yeah. w what we need. We need a one or two um, winners, if you will, mm -hmm. that everyone adopts for. Right, right now, we have six formats, yep. and they're not easily programmed from one to the other. And I have a problem with that. I think that, that this is definitely something to watch, but until... But until, until standardization yeah. comes down, until we figure out which one porn's going to go to, then we don't really know. So uh, Oculus, uh, and I, I mentioned before, this is my, my very, very long-term prediction, was that PlayStation 4, PlayStation VR, will be the, the winner overall. Yeah, uh, because, because of the low barrier to entry correct. and acceptable quality yes acceptable quality <laughs> so you have other people who are you know doing the whole well put your phone up to the cardboard thing and it, it's not it's not there so yeah um i think that i think that uh, i would if i were a betting man i would put money on oculus and playstation to be uh the big ones and that for yeah. for uh oculus for microsoft to tap in solely on oculus playstation taps in on ps on the their own product obviously um nintendo uh, may try something, but there's so much bad blood there. They might not. They might. Not. I, I I really don't feel like they will. Um, the the most uh, popular as far as as far as people who were like, oh yeah, I've got one of those, yeah. was actually the Samsung Gear, which is yeah. That that's the slide the phone in, and yeah. that's that's that is almost exclusively observing virtual yeah. reality, and I I. I I do no, but I do like that idea for expansion past video games. I like that video games is is where a lot of this Correct. is going. Yeah. But I want to be in the middle of the E three press conference. Yeah. Like I just want them to stick yeah. one of those things in and, and so that I can be there and watch it and then switch whenever they do switch. Whenever they to, go to the screens. Whenever they go to the screens, I want that mm -hmm. to pop up. We've but, talked about museums, uh, concerts would be great to do that at too. If you yeah. can switch, like you mentioned, if I if you give me the option to switch, because sometimes you're watching a concert and you're rocking out, and sometimes you go, oh, I like the camera angle there, like that. That's you know they'll they'll well, comment so the, switch over to whatever the camera. The other is. thing about it is like there are there are musical events that I want to go to. If it's sure. if it's a DJ or something, I want to be in that crowd, like That's close crowd to the front experience. as I can sure. get. Sure. And, and, and I like that. But there are other uh, spectacle mm -hmm. concerts. Yeah. Like like uh, like U2 in particular uh, and others. I don't know. I don't actually go to these. because I, I go to a lot. Because I don't, I don't really want to go to them. But I like the idea of yeah. going to a U2 concert and being able to see... Yeah that kind of spectacle without having to be in a crowd of YouTube fan, YouTube I, fans. I, li I would not like, against you, but I'd eh. like I'd like it to be a normal thing. Like, and, would and really, I, I would pay for that. What would be really cool is if you get a specific uh, specific venue that taps in on this, mm -hmm. and then you like uh, if someone would tap in on this, it'd be amazing. Where uh, you either have subscription based or however it does it, and then you can watch all the concerts that go through there, and they have multiple cameras that you can swap through. A main that camera, would be main cool. camera, as if you're sitting in a prime spot. Spot, right. Then you can swap if you want to watch the the drummer or the keyboard player. There, of course, they'll have limited amount of uh, about of uh, cameras. But if you have, a, say, a five or six camera setup where you can watch the main uh, person singing, you can watch all these other these other angles. So, I like that. so then I could watch like you know, and let's you, say I want to watch Dave Matthews. Become band. your own director. Yeah, like I want to watch Dave Matthews band, and like I can. 
hone in because I can't tell you how many concerts I've been to where they have a bunch, they have multiple cameras. A lot of concerts do now. Right. And they'll go between the different ones. So your 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 camera is always one. Your your screen is always one camera, yeah. and they'll go between them. And I'll listen and like at a Dave Matthews concert, Carter Beaufort will do something amazing on drums, and they're not panning to him. And they still don't pan to him. <laughs> and then, like, there's a drum solo, and they miss, like, the first, like, for one and a half, two bars. I'm like, you knew that was coming, right? Like, that's like, part of the song. It's part Come of the on, song. Man. And if, if you don't know, if you know, you could switch. If you don't, then whatever. Yeah. So, uh, let's go on to some other things the Nielsen's, uh, Nielsen ratings talked about. Because um, yes. they, their, my biggest takeaway on this was uh, this was a uh, advertise, or sorry, this was a survey. It was uh, 2,000 people. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, uh, men, women, various ages, and I believe it was a 60, 62% said that they that they are gamers or considered gamers, right? Because they have played a game on some type of device within the past year. Yeah, um, which means uh, literally, you're you're, you know, if you're playing Bejeweled or if you're playing. Candy Crush on here. Yeah. Um, I'm not discrediting these people, but this is this is the reason that I don't like this study. You have that going on, and then the um, of those seventy was it seventy or seventy two percent somewhere around there said, oh, I know what a PlayStation Four is. Seventy seven percent. That's what. Yeah. Said that they had heard heard of a PlayStation, a PlayStation 4. Four. Heard of it. Right. Heard of it. No. If if you if you play video games. You, know you were at least aware is. of a device that came yes. out three years ago. Yes, you're aware of that. Now, then they talked about the smaller number of, that knew about the Xbox One uh, Scorpio. The Scorpio and the, and the PS4 Pro. The PS4 yeah. Pro, more people knew about. Makes sense because it's out. Right. But the, the Scorpio... Um, so, the, the numbers on this were pretty small, which... Seven, they, 17%. Yeah. Which, actually, for a code name, yeah. that's not bad. I, I, I would also be I interested... Based based on this, I wonder if they had questions related to the NX or Switch, because NX was out there for a long time. Yeah, and there could be people who don't know that they're the same thing. But uh, I I would be really interested in talking to the 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 twenty two percent of people mm-hmm. who have never heard of PlayStation Four, because I bet they have stories for me about things that I have never heard <laughs> of, and I want to know what that is. So yeah. what 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 is what is their world like? Yeah, I was um, just looking up like because I, I remembered the you're talking about NX versus uh, Switch uh, before Connect came out. <laughs> Connect was Project Natal. Uh, yeah, right. So that one that one was very brief, but NX was was out there for, for quite a while. Yeah. So there could be some people there are probably some people that know about it. But you're right, some people might not realize. Oh, that was the that was the thing. That's the that, thing. That's yeah. out. I've literally ran into people like. The av- I guess the average person, the average normal person, humans. normal humans who who don't realize, oh, there's a new Nintendo out, okay, but if if so many of these average people don't realize that, but over sixty percent of people are considered gamers. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is is for me, mm-hmm. I I think that gamer should be a self-identifying thing. Like it, I I say that I'm a gamer. I'm sitting here on a show about <laughs> games that I've been running for a year and a half. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, objectively gamer. Yeah. But I think that there are people who would not necessarily describe themselves as gamers, but when given these specific parameters, will say, I mean, I guess I've played a video game I guess, before. Yeah, well, um, Whitney's been playing um, this farming... It's not Heyday, but it's something like that. She's been playing it on her, on her phone uh, a lot. But at the same time, 
I don't, I mean, I consider that like a simulation. It's a very, it's a casual game. Uh, but a gamer, I'd imagine, is someone who plays multiple games and tries to kind of go on. I think she as, does. She as, does. I'm just as saying. A, as a counterpoint to yeah. that, though, like there, there are people who put, you know, hundreds of hours in, into Angry Birds and into Candy Crush mm-hmm. and into whatever whatever the big mobile game yeah. is who don't identify as gamers and sure. even if it's even if it's just the hot mobile game that people are playing yeah. right now. Yeah. I think that's a gamer. I think I think it's a gamer. I think that um, I think that, that that is a gamer. Uh, it's a, a casual more casual gamer which which is not to discredit them at all. I think that a lot of times people use the gamer title as as a source of pride uh, within the community and there are also people who see it as a negative there are. and then there, there are people no I'm, I'm not a gamer <laughs> I need a, um, yeah. and and so but like if you if you put a lot of time into into hearthstone or whatever like the the platform to me is less important than your interest in it yeah. and if you if you expand past that to interest in in games in general yeah I'd and agree. what what games are happening? I'd agree. Um, but yeah, there's there was there was some very bizarre statistics that came out mm-hmm. of this, um, including uh, 52 to 57 percent, based on various age ranges, um, who said that m- the ability to purchase additional mm-hmm. in-game content was quote important to them. Okay, that it, additional in-game content, if to me. That's the it's a, it's D- open, DLC or microtransactions, but that's what I meant. That's a that's an open statement because yeah. when I look at that, I feel like that's an SAT question where I'm being caught trying. To, they're trying to catch me on something because I like DLC. I like developers continuing to support a product that that I enjoy. Um, if I if I really enjoy a game and a developer is continuing their process within that game before they come out with whatever the sequel is, or maybe they never come out with a sequel. Right. I I'm completely fine with that. But in-game purchases of, of microtransactions <laughs> See, for no, I don't. And that, that was that was kind of be, kind of going to be my point is that is that DLC yeah. I'm in favor of microtransactions. I just want to buy the game. Yeah. And and I will pay. I, I, I will pay I can for appreciate, a I can appreciate that this is that this is something that is uh, profitable. Sure. But that's not what I'm looking for, and I, I feel like, yeah. and like you were talking about, there's there's a lot of issues that we have with the with the survey in general, and the conclusions that companies will come to yeah. based on this type of data. Yeah, because the questions are are not really specific enough to be able to to bring out of that yeah. useful statistical data, and I think that it will skew toward toward information and gaming practices that whether or not they're profitable could be pretty bad. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then another surprising one, um, I, I feel like I, I have friends who, who buy mostly physical. Hey Chris. Um, but I, I see that as an anomaly. Yeah. I and, think. And the, 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 stati- the statistic we're about to talk about is that uh, 60 plus percent of people who consider themselves console gamers or primarily console gamers, 60% or higher by mostly physical. Yep. That, and that, that, was re- that was really weird to me. And then there was 20% of PC gamers who buy physical. And I'm like, where? 
I don't understand how I don't, that's possible. Um, <laughs> I don't get that one. Last two times I've, I've, I've stopped buying, I've stopped going to a store to buy a game because the last two times that I went to buy a game, I opened up the box, it didn't have a manual, and it had a Steam key in it. Yeah. What did I buy a box for? Yeah. I, I mean, I paid the same price, sometimes, actually, I sometimes paid more yeah. for a box that I threw away. Because some people, okay, yep. some people collect them and everything. Uh, I, and my last one that I purchased was uh, was an Elder Scrolls uh, Skyrim Ultimate Edition, and I went because I didn't have it on PC. I went in maybe a year and a half ago. Went in, uh, opened it up in the car. I'm one of those people. Opened it up in the car because I was excited, and I opened it up, and I expected something in there, and I got an advertisement flyer, and I got a Steam key. Fl- uh, uh, paper and that was it that was no, what was in there stop it yeah so uh, i think that pc is moving towards that definitely i think and, that and faster <clears throat> on that one yeah. just because of steam because digital sales on pc equals steam that's that's yeah. what this equation comes and publishers to. are realizing okay i don't have to print out a disc i can just give them a steam key why don't i yeah. just do that but at the same time as was pointed out in the in the chat yeah. is is like the ability to give gifts yeah, gifts are more fun when there's something to unwrap, which is is yeah. a valid point. And yes. and a lot of a lot of gifts are physical. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I'm not good at it, but I like people unwrapping the things that I gave them. I agree. I'm not <laughs> I'm not good at wrapping. I've I've gotten better. Um, uh, it's funny because I wrap like I pretty much I usually wrap like all the gifts, and I depending on what gift it is like if it's a gift card obviously like i'm just get a little gift bag or whatever right. but uh i wrapped like all the christmas presents this last year and it's not it wasn't great you i like could see I which like, one was i like mine. the i like the gift bags and then putting the tissue paper in it mm-hmm. that's fun um i think i think it's fun uh and i also maybe this is just me but i like depending on the bag that you give the person it can be reused oh absolutely like and i think that's really okay cool. that that is not depending on the bag you no, I mean like unless you set it on fire, it can be reused. <laughs> well, what I mean is like Keep okay, using. you may you may want you may need to uh, you know take that tissue paper and the bag and everything, and then use it next Christmas or or, or next Easter well, or the, Hanukkah. The tissue but, paper is for yeah. kazoo's. Okay, then you throw it away. I guess, um, but but the bags themselves can be but, reused. And there's yeah. there's one that has like this little is 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 little kids sitting. Like with a box or yeah. something, like huge glasses, and it just says "dork," "nerd," "geek," and that one's been cycling through my family for like the past three years. I don't know what we're gonna do I, after I think, that, but I, I like cool. I like that bag, and I want I want more of those. But that's the only one we've been yeah. able to find so far. I think that I think that uh, I agree because the unwrapping thing, the surprise, that's really cool. Um, the The only thing that I think trumps that is if you can get into a situation where. It's hidden in some way and it's not wrapped. Which okay, I did so if you go ahead and give you another story. So, hey girls, if you're watching this someday, don't watch it yet. Um, so, uh, well, never mind. You can watch it now. Um, okay, so Santa Claus actually called mm-hmm. uh, last last Christmas, two Christmases mm-hmm. ago, yeah, and told them that he had put uh, Batman Lego Batman three. On the, on the PlayStation and, and asked them if they'd gotten to it yet, and they were like, "That's there." Yeah. And then we we went in and, cool. and and we it was it, it had just popped up on the screen cool. while they were sleeping. That's and I cool. thought that was really cool yeah. of Santa to reach out and just it was. yeah, it was. I um this wasn't Santa. This was actually me. I uh, got uh, I sold my 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 dad wanted to give my nephew something for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I was going to upgrade my Xbox One. Right. So he bought that off of me. Yeah. So what I did is I drove over there Christmas morning before my nephew woke up. 
So like three? No, because he's he's nine. So okay, he'll sleep in. Drove over there. Uh, I think at like eight or eight thirty, and really quickly set. I took his Xbox, his Xbox three sixty, unplugged it, plugged and hooked up the Xbox One in the exact place. Nice. They're both black, so it like it looked similar. Uh, finished it. And I think like five or five or ten minutes later, he he woke up because we kind of like were kind of he could hear and we were kind of prompting him. Right. Comes out and I'm like, hey, you want to play some Xbox? Because we play games together. Right. And uh, and he looks, he looks around, he's like, I don't see my Xbox controller. And I was like, oh, here you go. I handed the Xbox One controller and he goes. <laughs> and it was like a perfect, <laughs> that perfect reaction awesome. of like, this is here. And, he, and, this is and, and then realizing, oh, that's mine. Right. And then he was like, but wait, where's mine? Like, it's in, it's okay, it's in your, it's hooked up in your room. Like, it's like a playroom. I'm like, it's hooked up over there. So, backwards uh, compatibility. Kid. I think, Get I with think it. that works. That's it. Backwards compatibility. But, I, I um, do like that. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think that, I think that the majority of people are still buying uh, physical. I think that, uh, part of them are the are the uh, ones who will always buy physical, like Chris. I prefer to buy digital. Um, Same. But, but the sales that we're getting on, uh, so, sorry, I prefer to I, I prefer uh, proper games, physical unless I can get a really good sale on them. Now I'm My getting Amazon. Too noisy. Yeah, mine's mine's <laughs> a little noisy. I'm actually considering like that's one of the reasons I'm actually considering it the pro. Is Same. just for that, yep. Um, because uh, my Amazon, the Amazon deals, you know, getting the game for, you know, yep, fifty one dollars instead of sixty, mm-hmm. and getting it right the day it comes out. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a great deal. So I'll grab those for ones that are, are just now coming out. Um, but I think we're going to move more and more to to digital because it's it's cheaper for the developers and publishers. And and they, what's it's it's they they actually managed to get more of the money. To the developers and the right. publishers, and that's right. that's that's kind of my thing. It solves one of the problems that we've had with video games, which is video games have stayed around the same price, and you're getting games that that cost more and more to make. Yeah. But they're still at that same exact price tag. So, I think that I think that giving more game uh, money to the developers as well as uh, a variant scale, I think, is important, which I think we're getting yeah. towards when it comes to digital digital sales. So. I think it's I think it's a good thing. Uh, I would like I personally would like to see continued um, AAA games to be put as physical for the people who prefer that me- that medium. Well, I would like to see less for I would like to see a discount for digital. The the thing about the the AAA physical is like the the space on the shelf is something that's important yes. to them. But I'm able to find weirder stuff in digital. You are, and that's as kind but, of but the average person. Is going to going there to play um, the next Madden, the next Call of Duty, the next right. big thing. Um, and like I mentioned, uh, Bethesda games get thrown in there, Nintendo games get thrown in there. I think that that will continue uh, for for multiple reasons, but I think that that should continue to be to be a thing. I would be really interested in in physical versus digital, as far as Nintendo specifically goes. And they did they didn't go this granular. But like Nintendo is very much, very heavily into the physical side of it, and I think it'll be especially interesting uh, with the switch back to cartridge and the additional cost and things yeah. like that. As far as the switch goes, as well as the difficulty of of transporting yeah. multiple games as opposed to throwing them all on a on an SD card. Yeah, which I will say that the the switch uh, moved to physical has been amazing for this. I. I 
personally wish I mean I've got the SD card and everything so I think that's good but I wish there was on more more onboard memory for the digital purchases but the speed of the load of loading in that um, and the fact yeah. that we're in a digital age now where we don't think about those things is is phenomenal yeah yeah um, and then the last bit of news is that they had uh, they had some statistics on on single single use device they had they had mobile tablet PC and console which I, I thought it was really weird they divided it up this way because yeah. uh, to me mobile and tablet mm -hmm. it's the same thing because what you it's can play on the same what thing. you can play on this you can play on the tablet yeah. and when you buy it on this you have it on the tablet yeah. so I don't understand that distinction if you're not going to separate the consoles but what they were talking about is people who play exclusively on one of those types of devices uh, so so the PC gamers the mobile gamers the console gamers I think that it makes sense if there are they split mobile into mobile versus tablet right right yeah so I think that I think that does make sense for the for the interface and I, to me yeah the the because the sale is actually is pretty much the same the hardware is pretty much the same but how many people have a cell phone and bring it around with them and that's where they play games and how many people have an like an ipad or an android tablet that they that may hang out like next to their couch that they play yeah. i think that is a different environment because you don't i don't see anybody who i don't know a lot of people other than work people who bring like an ipad or an android tablet with them everywhere right yeah what i'm what i'm saying is and and i'll stop after this um is the demographics of those two I don't see as different. Like if you if you play on if you play on tablet, I feel like you probably play on mobile. But I, I feel like there's too much. So. I I feel like there's too much crossover there for that to be significant in this particular aspect. Because they were talking about people who play. I think it was uh, it was only like 16% play on all three. Uh, yeah. PC, mobile, or all four, I guess. PC, console, mobile, tablet. Yes. See, and tablet to mobile is different. Like to me, I think of it as like a, a mammal and uh, a animal and mammal. So everybody who I guarantee everybody who plays on a tablet also plays on a mobile. Right. Not everybody who plays on mobile plays on tablet. Yeah. I think there's a distinction there. It's but in regards to that that player base. Right. I, I would agree that they're that they are very similar. Yeah. yeah. So they, they said that uh, I think it was like 45 or something percent play on two. I would like to have mobile and, and tablet squished together and then see how those numbers change. Mm -hmm. Because I think of I think the, yeah. the number of people who play on on who cross over on those two. Mm -hmm. Wipe that out and see how many people do other ones, because I, I do console. How many people you play do... on console, PC and mobile? Yes. OK. Because I think I do, I do all three. Right, you you yeah. do all three. I do one, and I don't I don't really play on mobile. I'm I'm playing on something on mobile right now because my uh, co-driver does mm -hmm. and gives me something to click. Yeah. Right. And so I. But my I've, mobile I've games. Been, I've been playing yeah. it for almost four days. But I think I'm done. So my mobile games though aren't like like I, I played Candy Crush for a little bit um, because I found it found it interesting mm -hmm. but that wore off pretty quick but my you, mobile games but you are do like, like Hearthstone Hearthstone too. yeah but that's yeah. also a PC and like I'm I, I'm logging into my Hearthstone account on my uh, phone but I could then go play it on PC right and so so it's it's just an extension of your ability to play yeah which 
I don't play I the is, average. Is the, yeah, I don't right. play Angry Birds and stuff. But that's that's kind of the beauty of the Switch is like, <laughs> take it everywhere. Take it, take it everywhere. So yeah, so lots of interesting statistics in there. Uh, let us know in the in the uh, comments what you play on, yeah. and uh, yeah, we will we will see you next time.